This is episode 18 of the Honey Badger Diaries. Episode 18. They grow up so fast. My name is Adolf Avidim. I interview Bitcoiners about the Corona crisis because I find that interesting. The podcast has a website that's thehoneybadgerdiaries.com. Well, it's actually a redirect, but type that into your web browser and you'll find all my episodes. I have a Twitter handle, which is at Aaron Van W. And the podcast also has its own Twitter handle, which is at THB Diaries. Or if you want to reach me through email, that's the Honey Badger Diaries podcast at gmail.com. I figured that sort of stuff is useful information to put into an intro. So that's what I did. That's what I'll probably keep doing. If you guys want to find me, that's how you can find me. I'm recording this on April 9th, 2020, of course. There hasn't been much news. Well, there's been some news. Uh, apparently, there's been a study that suggests that people that have had the virus don't necessarily um, develop immunity against the virus, against the disease, which pretty much, I mean, if the study is true if it's accurate if it holds up then that that is a bit of a problem for all the countries that were planning to go for herd immunity i ignore that ping i'm just gonna keep going um yeah so that's uh that would be my government for example uh the other it's not really news but i think it's getting more obvious to people including at least my government that this situation isn't gonna be over before summer. We're in it for a while, probably. That's uh, quite literally what uh, our Prime Minister Mark Rutte said. He said, this isn't gonna be over by summer. That's also my expectation. Uh, this, is a, this is a thing that could uh, <laughs> maybe last year, or who knows? Who knows what's gonna happen? But um, it's uh, it's a slightly depressing thought that this isn't gonna be over soon maybe we'll be surprised maybe new data arrives or some cure or we'll see but um that was sort of the depressing news of the day anyways my guest for this episode is balint harmat balint is the ceo of zk snacks which is the company behind wasabi wallet for your all your mixing needs if you want to mix your bitcoin wasabi wallet would be one of the wallets that offers that uh, Balint lives in Hungary, in Budapest, the capital of Hungary. And in Hungary, the president has taken emergency powers, uh, Viktor Orban. So that's based on the corona crisis. You'll hear my intertune and then the interview will start. These are the Honey Badger Diaries, the Honey Badger Diaries. Okay, wait, wait, wait. One last thing before I really start the interview. I introduced my guest as Balint Harmat, but I think his name is actually Harmat Balint. <laughs> well, it's both true. I think in Hungarian it would be Balint Harmat because they have they have the surname first and then their what's it called in English their main name first name of course 
so actually his first name is Harmat. Just to be clear. He was introduced to me as Berlin Harmat, but I think in English it would make more sense to address him as Harmat Balint. Other than that, this was probably the most awkward start of an interview ever. But after that, the interview gets back to normal. Uh, I I forgot to mention this in my uh, original intro, and I didn't feel like doing the whole intro over again. So now you'll hear my intro tune again, and then the interview will really start. These are the Honey Badger Diaries, the Honey Badger Diaries. Okay, look, I'm sorry. I don't know what his name is anymore. It's either Harmat Balint or Balint Harmat. It's uh, it's something with the Hungarian language that I don't know which is the first name and which is the last name. I called him Balint during the interview. Did you know that um, Yoda speak? The way Yoda's grammar works. Uh, what does Yoda say? Uh, believe in yourself, you must. The, like the grammar. That's based on Hungarian grammar as well. It's a very unique language in that way. So Yoda is like Hungarian in a way. And I think also uh, Finnish is also the same. So anyways. His name is either Harmat Balint or Balint Harmat. I, I give up. I pinged him. But it's late in the evening and uh, he's he's not responding right now. So I'm not sure. Um, I just wanted to get that as straight as I could, which isn't very straight. Now, you'll hear my intertune. This time, I, I'm recording this just, I edited the whole, I edited the whole thing. And I just realized that I actually do call him Balint. So I figured I'll... Add one more intro and that's it. Now you hear my intro tune and then the interview will really seriously start. These are the Honey Badger Diaries, the Honey Badger Diaries. Balint, I'm so happy you're, you made it to the Honey Badger Diaries. Welcome. Thank you very much. I'm happy to be here. No, you have to start differently as well. Oh, do I? <laughs> Yeah, never mind. For the listeners, we just had to start again. This was the first time I restarted my own uh, podcast. You usually leave all the bloopers in, at least for the YouTube version. But I had to laugh because I realized that I always start the podcast the same way. And then the guest always has the exact same answer. And I don't know, I don't know why that is sort of a, a convention. And for some reason, I found that funny. But anyways, we're going we're we're gonna to carry on, Balint. Thanks for being on. Sure. Um. You're in Hungary. You're in Budapest. Yes. yes, in the capital, in Budapest. I live here in Budapest. Yeah. All right. So let's start. I start my podcast usually with this sort of short synopsis of what's been going on locally in, in the area. I know that um, I think the the sort of patient zero in Hungary were Iranian students. Yes, as far as I know, they were two of them. Uh, there were two Iranian. Uh, university students, uh, probably medical students, medical university students, but I'm not uh, absolutely sure about this. Uh, yeah, they were uh, patient zero, and then afterwards it evolved to the current number, which is roughly around uh, thousand. It's 980 as far as I can remember to, as as of today, and uh, roughly hundred of these uh, infected persons died already. 
Yeah. So there are 100 deaths and 1,000 infected. And I'm assuming it's more or less the same policy, strategy, course of events that we've seen throughout Europe, where it's sort of this step-by-step. Or are you in lockdown now, or what's the situation in that regard? Well, it's, it's, I, I could say it's a partial lockdown. Because, yes, there is a regulation that uh, you, are not, you are restricted to, to leave your home. You are, you are, you are, you are allowed to leave in, in some ways. You can go to, to work, to do shopping, to do, go out to, to walk and to do some sports and so on and so on. So these are not that, that, that strict regulations. I'm assuming this is going to change in the future. Uh, today, probably, we are going to have another announcement from our prime minister. Uh, which will uh, extend uh, this lockdown because the current lockdown is only until the 11th of April, so for uh, the after tomorrow, until the day after tomorrow. And this is probably going to change. This is going to be extended. I don't know how much or how long, but it's surely going to be extended. And I believe so it's going to be more strict because currently it's, it's not that strict. There is a, I do don't they, know if... It, do they call it an intelligent lockdown? Is that what they call it? That's what they call it here. And in some no, other no, it doesn't have such a such oh, okay. name. Bars and restaurants and these things are closed. Yes, yeah, sure. For long, long ago, yeah, yeah. all these and the tourist uh, attractions, zoo, and so on. All of these are closed for like three or four weeks already. So, exactly. yeah, so, so most, so most things are closed, but you're still allowed to go outside at least. That's yes, it. yes, but you cannot get there together. I mean, you have to keep a distance of one one point five meters or two meters from each, uh, from each other. You are not living together in one household. So if you go out with your family, that's fine. If you are together, obviously, but with others, you are not supposed to meet as a. Yeah, that uh, sounds that sounds exactly the same as what we have in the Netherlands. We they call that an intelligent lockdown here. Mm, yeah, so probably we can call it here as well. And there is a, an interesting regulation here. I don't know if you have it or have heard about it. That from 9 a.m. until 12 a.m., only person who are older than 65 can go to shops. And after and before this interval, the others can go to different shops. Right. Interesting. Yeah, I do think a lot of... Uh, you mean supermarkets specifically? Yes, yes, yes. Obviously, right? yes. Yeah. Supermarkets, groceries, pharmacies and this stuff. Yeah, I don't think it's a rule here, but I think a lot of supermarkets do have a policy like that. Well, where it's here a rule that that that's in the lockdown rule. That's actually decreed in the lockdown rule, and uh, the supermarkets are 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 supposed to keep this in some way by security and so on, and they are pretty strict on this. Right, interesting. And you were gonna, I interrupted you. You were gonna say more about what you expect in the next week, maybe, or where was your no, I'm just saying I'm expecting this to be extended, uh, maybe for a month or who knows, and uh, probably more strict because now we can hear uh, in the news that a lot of people here in Budapest, as the new, uh, as the weather uh, got better, the sun is shining, the weather is nice, Easter is coming, everyone is going out, everyone is cycling around the town, gathering together sometimes, and so on, and and they are saying this loosening up is not 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 too good. And I'm expecting mm, more strict regulations, but it's, yeah. it's not certain, obviously. Yeah. So, and then, and then I'm also assuming that's the story so far to sort of end that part of the intro part of the podcast or however you want to call it. it it's been this sort of step-by-step process where as there are more cases and more deaths, the, the rules have been getting stricter, right? 
Yes, and we started pretty soon. I mean, there were roughly 100 infected when we started to close shops, started to close the schools, kindergartens, and so on. And uh, yeah, these regulations came up pretty quickly here because we had the past, like we, we could see how Italy and France and Spain uh, had to deal with all this stuff and uh, we had this advantage to say. Yeah, exactly. I la last time, I, w I think it's the only time actually, I've been in Hungary once in, in Budapest for one day uh, and this was probably about 10 years ago and I took a tour guide kind of thing and I remember that the tour guide, she was a girl, she was telling me about this new government that had been elected and she was very unhappy about it. She was, uh, I don't know if she was scared or, but she was particularly unhappy about the government that 10 years ago got into power. So that's Viktor Orban. Who, who is he? What is, what kind of guy he, is this? He's currently the prime minister of Hungary. Uh, his party is the Fidesz party. You can uh, read it in the news. And yes, they were elected 10 years ago. Previously, they were already on power from 2002 until 2006, as far as I can remember. And then there were uh, four years with another party. And in 2010, they came after the, the crisis, the financial crisis. And now they are still managing the country. Yeah, but he, he's very popular, I think, because he has more than 50% of the vote. Uh, yes, we can say so. He's popular. There are some in, in many. The, uh, it's, it's quite complicated because among the, the elderly, there are groups who really like him and uh, some of his his uh, things are, are, are good for them. And there are some who, who don't really like them. They used to be the, the Fides, the name of the party uh, is the shortened part of young uh, uh, Democrats, collaboration of young Democrats to say in, in, in English. And uh, they started in the 90s when they were still young and they, they wanted to grow up as a, as a good party and to promote the youngsters and so on. But it's already 30 years, so all of them became pretty old. And if you see the parliament in Hungary, all of them are bald and white-haired and so on. So yeah, time passed by and uh, they are not really as familiar among the, the younger, among the millennials, like they used to be. That, that's, my, that's my current guess. What's your opinion on him? Well, I don't really follow politics. I used to do it like up to three years ago or three or four years ago. But as soon as I got into other stuff, which is more international like Bitcoin or Wasabi, I luckily don't have to deal with it and don't need to follow it. Obviously, I'm reading the news. I read what's happening, what's going on. But I don't really care, to be honest. You opted this is out. what I see. Sorry? You opted out. Yeah, I opted out to say so. And this is actually what I see nowadays among uh, the, those uh, aged people who, like me or the, the younger ones, who stop to care about it. And you can see in the elections the, the rate who goes to elect or not, the rate is dropping constantly because a younger, per, younger person do not really go to vote. Those who are going are usually voting for them. And in this case, they can easily win the elections. Yeah. Well, he's, uh, as far as I know, he's pretty autocratic. Is that the right word? Yes, pretty much. And with this, with this last uh, regulation that's been accepted by the parliament, 
uh, he got unlimited power now, as as you could see, where it was everywhere. <laughs> yeah, uh, Let, let's get to now. that in a minute. Is he? Would you say he's like an anti-democrat, anti-liberal? Well, more or less. Yeah, that was the in the news that that's what came down. It's uh, actually officially about the coronavirus case. So he got his power for the for the coronavirus uh, as long as the emergency uh, is lasting. But uh, who knows how long is the emergency is going to last? And uh, they are going to be the ones who are going to declare, okay, the emergency is until this point. And who knows what this point is going to be or how they are going to say that, okay, this was the point. Yeah, he declared emergency status to get emergency powers in the country. Yes. Um, what does that mean? Like, what, uh, what does this allow him to do, which he couldn't do yet? Like, is the parliament still at work or... Yeah, are the judges well, still at work? Like, what does it look like? It's pretty much independent since they already had two thirds in the parliament and they could vote everything without the, the opposition, right? So, so this new uh, law does, okay, gives some additional power to him, but he already had almost all of these powers. Now they can do anything basically without the parliament, but in the past, they could already do it. They can put uh, some laws out of uh, date as they wish. Uh, there is no elections in the near, uh, as long as this uh, decree is in, in act. Uh, so you cannot hold any elections. Uh, maybe, probably these are the most important thing. So what exactly is the difference with the dictator at this point? Well, sorry, if, what do you mean? Well, if there's no elections and if he has basically unlimited power what is yeah, the difference with really the dictator if anything yeah yeah it doesn't really make a difference right so we have a dictator in the european union now you can say so for as long as this crisis lasts and no yes, one as long as the crisis and, lasts. and it could be who knows how long could be forever and it's not very well defined how long like what when does it end when does no, it end of the crisis is that no, it's absolutely not defined. It's not defined how long the crisis, uh, the crisis lasts. They are going to be the ones who are defining that, okay, the crisis. All right. So how do you think Hungarians are responding to this? You mentioned that young people are sort of opting out, don't care anymore. What is this? As far as I can see, this is, this is in act for one and a half week, right? Yes. Uh, and no one really cared. No one really cared. Why not? I mean, I cannot see. So, yeah, everyone is everyone is unhappy about the situation. Everyone is at home. I mean, whoever can stay at home, who still has a job, is trying to do their job. Who lost their job, they are they cannot do anything basically. And uh, this thing is, uh, I mean, the coronavirus is 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 keeping everyone busy with with other stuff. Probably later on, if, if the virus goes down or that we can flatten the curve and, and we are more or less over, then something is going to happen. Uh, but currently, I don't see any, any major impacts. Yeah. One thing I wanted to ask before getting to this point was I read that he proposed uh, an internet tax. Have you heard of this? Yeah, sure. That was like four or five years ago already. That was pretty long ago. And yeah. then everyone went to the streets. Then everybody. It was it was a riot basically against it, and uh, they withdrew it like in two weeks. 
Oh, so then, so, yeah. so then young people started to care. Yes, then young, yes, then young people started to care. Right. Yeah. So, what did the text look like? What What are the details about it, or what was the idea? Oh, it was like taxing the the service providers like fifteen percent of your monthly fee. So, if you had like a hundred dollars, let's say a number hundred dollar monthly fee, afterwards you have to you have to pay one hundred fifteen dollars. Roughly, as far as I remember, so it wasn't a, it wasn't a, a, a really small amount, but we didn't, it really wasn't a really big amount of money. But as far as I remember, it was fifteen percent. But I'm not hundred percent sure. Yeah. What other policies are being enacted in Hungary? For example, in the Netherlands, in the, in the Netherlands, they're discussing it now. They're doing it in Israel and it, at Italy. They have this sort of GPS tracking apps or ideas is that be, is that an issue in hungary at all not yet i mean i i cannot really hear it but actually if you uh, take a look at budapest the traffic of budapest it's it has dropped by two-thirds and uh, these are based on gps data uh, on tom uh, tom navigation system gps data and ways you know the navigation system so these are all, all, all of these are based on, on these data. So they are available and uh, who knows what uh, other reasons can this be used for. Uh, but they are constantly checking this data and, and, and it's broadcasted that the uh, air pollution, the traffic uh, in Budapest, how much it decreased, increased. Uh, so yeah, it, it, it could be used, obviously. And they're already using it. Is what you're saying? Even before the crisis, they were using these kinds of. I haven't. I haven't seen these type of data before the crisis. Um, that, uh, but these were obviously it was there because now we can see the past data as well. That uh, I don't know. There were one million cars on the streets of Budapest, and now it's only two hundred thousand. Right. Yeah. Sure. So people right now they're more worried about the crisis about the virus, I should say, than about the political situation. Do you yes, think absolutely. Because, you know, you are at home with the children, with the kids, especially those who are, who are having kids. Uh, it's a really, really tough situation. It's really hard for them. I mean, the educational system has changed dramatically. I never would have guessed that in, in a few days they can set up online education. And it happened. And it's working pretty well even here. And I never, ever, ever guessed that it would be working. Uh, because our educational system is is absolutely not was not based on online any kind of online solutions, and now everybody can learn at home online. All the kids. I don't have uh, uh, kids who are already in school, but I have three kids who are much much younger. Uh, one of them is starting the school uh, this September, and he has some kind of a, uh, a preparational class for for school. And uh, he used to go on every Thursday in the afternoon for these uh, preparations. It was three hours and they were preparing for school. And uh, they switched immediately to online teaching. Now he has on, on Friday, they are, already do, they are also doing it on Zoom. And uh, I don't know, six or seven classmates of him is sitting in front of the computer and the, and the teacher is there and teaching them how to draw. whatever. <laughs> So it's, it's really interesting. And if you have to stay at home with your kids, you, it's, it's really hard to do it in, in home office, whatever you are doing. So this is the reason why I'm sitting in the office at the moment, because with three kids, it's, it's impossible to be at home. Uh, my wife, uh, I can't say he lost her job, and she's a dentist. 
so all of these uh, medical um, services need to close as, need to be closed as well, especially dentists because they are very very um, affected by the virus. Uh, so she's at home with the three kids, and when I get home <laughs> in the afternoon, she's she's already <laughs> gone. <laughs> so she's really waiting for me to get home in the afternoon and take uh, take over the kids. And uh, I can imagine those who are at home and and should do their job, even if it's the wife or the husband, whoever. It's really really hard for those who still have a job. For those who don't don't even have a job and they lost their job because they were working in the in the tourism or whatsoever industries that are more affected. That's really really hard, and it's it's really really a huge pain. Yeah, how is the government dealing with that? Are they? putting the so, money printer on the on burr or, or yes sure and the money money printer goes burr here as well like everywhere in the world so it's it's not different but probably they are taking a slower approach uh what i i have just heard and uh, like in austria and the other uh, countries who are our neighbors um try to step much quicker uh, regarding the economy and to to save jobs and to save companies, the small and medium-sized companies, or even the big-sized companies. Uh, here, there are also announcements about saving jobs, saving companies, uh, but they are caring maybe too much about the details, how to get that done, when to get this done, and so on, uh, instead of doing something immediately, like taking out fire, and uh, they are taking probably thinking more about the details than they are acting. What's your personal opinion on how the government's handling it? Not, not so much the power grab, although comment on that as well if you want, but on the lockdown, for example. The lockdown is okay. I think it's, it's okay. It's, it's, it's fine. This is what's happening all around the world. And uh, until today, there were, there were no over, overreaching of these type of, uh, of things like, like I said, the, this, the current lockdown is pretty loose. You can do basically whatever you want. You can go whatever you want, but it's, it's an intelligent lockdown. Uh, later on, we will see how it's going to evolve, but I'm, I'm not expecting this is going to be much, it's going to be worse. I mean, it's, it's our responsibility as well. Uh, it's going to be for our good if we keep some kind of uh, social, distance, social distancing now, uh, because the sooner this virus goes away, the sooner we can go back to our original uh, daily life. Uh, so currently, I, I think the government stepped in time regarding the lockdown and regarding these regulations. On the other side, uh, the economic help uh, to have the, the employees and the different um, institutions, it's a bit slow. All right. Do you normally consider yourself a libertarian or not really? Yes, I do. So then it sounds like you're making an exception for this emergency where the government does have to step in. Yeah, more or less, more or less, yes. So uh, uh, until a point, obviously, but uh, currently I, I'm, I'm okay what's, what's happening now. Yeah. Do you think there's going to be any sort of role for anonymous digital cash in this crisis? <laughs> We will see. I don't know. I, yeah, sure. I, I'm hoping so. <laughs> Do you know how people can make their Bitcoins more anonymous? Oh, no idea. <laughs> <laughs> yes, obviously. Uh, have you seen an uptick at all? 
of usage or anything like that? I would be surprised. I would see no concrete reason, but maybe. Oh, pardon, sorry, what, what was the question? I didn't get it. I was just wondering, maybe you've seen an uptick in usage for some reason would be an interesting data point of the Wasabi yeah. wallet, I mean. I mean, using Wasabi? Yeah. Yeah, sure. I mean, uh, it, it's not only now, I mean, during the crisis or during these type of situations, but anytime. It's, it's, it's pretty normal and it's pretty obvious that you need some privacy in your private life and in life and in your finances. And uh, it's not related to, to crisis or whatsoever. So in normal times in crisis and whenever you, you have your right for your privacy and you should live with it. Yeah, well, they are uh, in the Netherlands, at least they are pretty actively discouraging use of physical cash right now in stores. Like it was always a trend, of course, but it does seem to have uh, sped up a bit because, you know, they claim that maybe the virus could spread through. Yes. So that's why there's no new law or anything, but definitely stores are discouraging it. Uh, have you been seeing that? Here in Hungary? No, not really. Mm -hmm. Not yet. Right. Well, that's why I was wondering. Yeah, I mean, it was obviously in the news that, okay, cash can be a spreader of the virus, but it's, there is no rules or laws that, uh, against cash that you cannot use cash, you cannot use your credit card whatsoever. So, no, it's, it's not. But um, it, it, it was obviously in the news, and I have heard yeah, in some Scandinavian countries, it's, it's even more. Right. More well, I was, I was asking because, for example, Sergey from Bit Bitrefill suggested that as cash is disappearing in this crisis and this crisis is prolonging, maybe we'll see a uh, surge in the gray economy, for example, where cash is actually sort of needed. So that, that could help bit, uh, Bitcoin maybe. And, and uh, preferably anonymous way of using it. Anyways, is there anything else you want to shill or is there something you think we should discuss, which we haven't yet? Well, uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's too, it's so bad to see. I mean, whenever I come to the office, I usually drive by car and I'm, I'm, I'm driving car and, uh, I'm passing by some, some tourists attracts, uh, like the, the, the square of heroes and so on, which are usually so overcrowded and it's full of people and full of foreigners. You can see they are foreigners. They are taking photos. They are taking selfies. They are walking around. Uh, or if you go to the downtown, if you have been already here, then you, you know there, there is these pubs in the inner uh, districts, uh, which is overcrowded usually. And now no one. All these fields, all these squares, everything is empty. Everything is, it's like, it's, it's crazy. So it's so bad to see. And it's, Whenever we go down to walk with the kids uh, at around 5 p.m., which uh, is usually the time when everyone is coming home uh, from work, and uh, now, no, now, no one, nobody is there. It's 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 crazy to see, and it's 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 shocking to to be honest. Yeah, and I, I never would have guessed that this this can happen due to due to a small tiny virus. And if you if you think that there are some so much more uh, viruses that that's are much more harmful and uh, what would happen if 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 a more harmful virus is attacking us so it it calls an attention that what where do we live or what can we do or or how to keep on with our lives in in the in the future it's like 
are we going to learn from this? What are we going to do differently in the future? How are we going to live our lives afterwards? That, that's a huge question that always comes, comes to my mind. And how is the whole economy is going to come out all of this thing? Because it's, uh, it, it affects so many things. Well, do you have any thoughts on that? How do you think we'll get out of this? With a lot of harm, lots and lots of harm, I think. I think we, uh, regarding the economy side, we are already in the beginning, just in the beginning. And I, I can't see why the stock exchanges now, I already started to increasing, uh, but it's, it's, it's shocking. And if you see what hap what's happening in America, if you see the unemployment rate there, if you see how many people are lost their jobs there, what they are doing with money printer goes brr, <laughs> that's crazy. It's unbelievable. And I, I don't think we are at one third of this whole thing already. No, so, I, I, I tend to agree with that. A friend of mine last week described it as this has sort of uh, Weimar potential, like interbellum potential. Like it could be a very bad decade if this, uh, if this sort of lingers and isn't solved soon and it doesn't look like it's going to be solved soon. Absolutely. And how can you solve it, actually? If you are taking it from the perspective of the governments, what can you do? How can you solve it? What to do? Yeah, it's like a, it's like a chess mates by nature kind of situation. Yes, yes. and that's what, what, what I wanted to st uh, tell you from nature, from the nature point of view. We are not working like, I mean, not, not working for like a month. I mean, the airplanes are not flying, some factories are closed, and the nature is already started to regenerate itself, right? And air pollution dropped by two thirds, and it's just one month. Yeah, exactly. Well, and I guess the other thing is, I'm, I mean, people sort of speculate about maybe a depression or well, these kinds of things. Um, and I'm, I'm wondering if this whole monetary system can even continue to survive for much longer. How long exactly. can it deal with a situation like this if we've been stacking up debt? for 50 years yes exactly and if you see i'm i'm really interesting and really interested how how bitcoin is going to come out of it and how the usage of bitcoin is going to come out of of this whole thing because last time after the last uh, crisis the financial crisis that's when bitcoin was born and it was born for these days right and this is the first time when it's really tested it's, it's going to be really get tested in the next yes. it, few years it, feel, it feels to me like it's too soon for bitcoin like bitcoin is too young still like it can't carry the world economy but something you know maybe maybe it'll have to uh prove itself more than we expect or something yes I, i'm really hoping so that that uh, it's gonna be a good use case and and uh, and we can build some good stuff from it well that's a fairly positive note to uh, end this podcast on i think <laughs> Balint, thanks a lot for being on. Aaron, thank you very much for and, uh, me. I enjoyed my time. Stay safe. Yeah, stay safe too. Cheers. Cheers. Bye-bye.